Well, howdy there, Internet people. It's Bo again. So today, we are going to talk about what happened in Poland, and we're going to ask a question. One of the clearest signs of intelligence is the ability to change your position, change your opinion when you get new information. So, we're going to talk about Poland, I'm going to ask a question, and then we're going to talk about what the answer to that question means. Okay, so the question about what happened in Poland. Why isn't NATO at war with Russia right now? I know, there's a whole lot of people right now saying, because uh, I, I think they said it was a Ukrainian rocket. Yeah, but how do you know that? They told you, right? They told you. Let me give you some facts as they could have been presented. A weapon of Russian manufacture that the Russian military has pressed into service as a rocket used to attack things on the ground, even though it isn't designed for that, making it incredibly inaccurate, landed in Poland just a few miles from a known Russian target. These are facts. So why wasn't it presented that way? Because it, that's not true. That's not what happened. Sure, sure. Because there's no way Western powers would manufacture a pretext to go to war, right? No, of course they would. And if you don't believe they would, we have... Uh, a game of hide-and-seek going on in Iraq. So, for some reason, NATO passed on the opportunity to use a 100% perfect pretext, a, a, a pretext that would allow them to frame going to war with Russia as a defensive war. Why didn't they use it? Is it because you know the Russian military is in great shape right now? No, of course not. The Russian military is retreating on its knees. They're, they're 100,000 down. They have issues with forced generation. Their economy isn't doing well. They have civil unrest at home. All of their high-tech, quote, toys have already been captured by Western nations and the reverse engineering process has begun figuring out how to break them. The reality is there will never be a better time with a better pretext for NATO to go to war with Russia. So why didn't it happen? And I'm not advocating for it. I'm not going full patent here. I'm asking why didn't it happen? Because there's really only one answer. NATO doesn't want to go to war with Russia, right? I mean, that's really the only possible answer. It's the ideal time with the ideal pretext. So they don't want to go to war with them. Okay. Probably because of their nuclear deterrent, right? Mutually assured destruction and all that. And yeah, that's it. It's NATO doctrine. And it was NATO doctrine... Now, and five years ago, ten years ago, before the war, it's public. NATO knows it. 
Most civilians know it. And Russia knew it. So, with the acknowledgement that NATO has no intention of going to war with Russia to the point that they would pass on the ideal situation, what does that say about the Russian pretext for invading Ukraine? says they were lying, and they knew they were lying. If you look at the statements and all of the idea that, well, it's a NATO provocation, that's not NATO doctrine. And NATO really doesn't break from this. They have no desire to get into a shooting war with Russia. It's not a thing to the point where they would pass on the ideal opportunity to do it. You couldn't create a scenario in which NATO would have more of an advantage. And they passed, because it's not doctrine. And Russia knew that. So everything they said was a lie, and they knew it was a lie. So when Putin ordered this little adventure that has cost 100,000 of his own people... He knew it was a lie. If you now can acknowledge that their pretext was a lie, what do you have to go on then? What's left? You have their actions, right? You can look to the other propaganda and them talking about creating greater Russia and all of that stuff, but maybe that's just propaganda to, you know, build support at home. All you really have to go on is their actions. And what are their actions? After years and years of covert operations to destabilize a smaller power near them, they invaded and tried to cut it up and turn it into smaller countries and russify it. It's imperialism with a capitalist bent. That's what their actions are. And that's what it was. There are a lot of people who look at American foreign policy and want to point out its failings. When people do that with me, you are not preaching to the choir, you are preaching to the preacher. The the list is way longer than most people know. However, that doesn't mean that anybody who opposes U.S. foreign policy is automatically the good guy. They could also be a bad guy. They could also be engaged in empire building. They could also be engaged in imperialism, in economic, that soft form of imperialism that we've talked about. In this case, it's wide out in the open. Invading, planting flags, old school imperialism. That is what Russia did. Their pretext falls apart when you acknowledge that NATO will never get a better opportunity to go to war with Russia than they have right now. And they passed on it. All of their talk about NATO and NATO aggression, it falls apart. Russia, the Russian military, is in a very precarious situation. The only reason that NATO doesn't want to do this, NATO isn't doing this, 
is because they're a nuclear power. And that nuclear deterrent, it's always going to work. It will always work. And it would work before. Russian command's decision to invade Ukraine was imperialism. Everything else was just a pretext. Manufactured just as easily as any American pretext. Take the moment to acknowledge these simple concepts and run through it yourself. If you are still one of those people who think that Russia, the Russian invasion was somehow justified, run through it with the new information. Anyway, it's just a thought. Y'all have a good day.